Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and thank you for joining. Hope everyone is doing well out there. We're talking relationships today. By this point in the pandemic, if you're in a relationship, you've probably noticed that things are either great, things are maintaining, or the relationship could use a little maintenance. Well, no matter what category you fall in, my guests today are sure to give you some advice that can help you. Scott and Nancy Kiesling are a husband and wife team, entrepreneurs, and adventure coaches, and they will join me to discuss how removing the facade in your relationship can help you to better build communication channels, develop trust, and create intimacy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis. I am so pleased today to have Scott and Nancy Kiesling here. We are going to have a wonderful conversation, a conversation that I've been so excited to have during the pandemic. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They are husband and wife, um, entrepreneurs, adventure coaches, life strategists, world travelers, But ultimately, they work hand in hand together to help others uncover true happiness. So welcome, Scott and Nancy, to the Glow Up Girl podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Really excited to to talk with you and with your audience. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, Before we get to the discussion, tell everybody about, about you two. Well, we're a husband and wife life coaching team. Uh, We met about seven, almost eight years ago. And uh, we have been on this journey of helping other women to really have success in that relationship department. You know, they, we work with a lot of people who have success in every area of their life, except that relationship department. And that was me a long time ago. Uh, so together we've brought our unique method of coaching styles together, which you guys will learn about Scott's adventure therapy and transformational coaching. And that's what we do. We help people to have that that success in their love life so they can have the whole well-rounded picture of true happiness. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Anything to and, add? And I'm just a guy <laughs> from New York. Like, uh, uh, no, I, you know, uh, I was in the film industry for 30 years. Uh, I worked on major motion pictures and television shows, owned a rock climbing gym and an adventure guide service and really found my passion in serving others, right. In helping other people to, really just get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in my own way for a long time. Yeah. And, um, and, and I found a, a really unique way of getting out of my own way. And so I just love to, to share that with people so that they can live their best lives truly. Mm. Awesome. No, I love that. I think that is um, so great. And especially um, during a time like we're in right now, it's just uh, a lot of people are experiencing that opportunity and taking advantage for opportunities to grow and evolve um, themselves. And, you know, some people are experiencing, you know, a lot of um, sadness and a lot of people, um, especially in relationships. I think that, you know, obviously when we talked um, before, you know, I was telling you guys about stories just in my own um, relationship. Um, just, you know, this pandemic has really just like 
sort of put us front and center with um, maybe things that we've been too busy to deal with in the past and or things that, you know, maybe bothered us that we just never talk about. So that is, you know, uh, another reason why I'm so happy to have you guys here, because as we sort of move into um, our conversation um, for today, you know, one of the things we talked about is facades, facades and relationships with couples spending a lot more time together and not being able to exactly break that up by going out to dinner or going to the movies or doing something that actually prohibits them from what true intimacy, because you've got all these distractions. We've seen a lot of people, you know, um, divorce rates are sort of moving up. We've seen domestic violence numbers climbing right now um, just due to people being together. But I want us to sort of kick off to talk about, you know, what do those facades look like in relationships? You know, there are so many different pieces to, to that facade that we build. I'm going to jump back and forth a little bit, but being in the pandemic, for those folks out there that have been in a relationship for a while, we are now uncovering and and seeing past those facades because we've been in lockdown together. Right. And so the authentic self starts to show itself a little bit more, like you said, away from those distractions, right? We had outside events, we had our workplace, we had our friends and our, and our sports and our, all these different things, even taking the kids to different experiences, right. right. To their sporting events. And it, it kept, the couple, no matter what those distractions are, sort of at a distance. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to jump back before the pandemic. Mm. Most people out there start off their relationships with that distance because they bring those masks, those facades, those, you know, not whole truths, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, they bring those into those first dates. They bring that into the courtship. They bring that into the relationship over time. And what we found working with folks is that there's this, this point of almost no return they feel where it's like, well, I can't tell them now because we've, we've built this, this thing and, and what would they think, right? Mm -hmm. What would they think if they found out that X, Y, and Z happened in my life that I didn't share with them in the very beginning? Mm -hmm. So we already start with those masks. That only creates more and more divide over time, right? If it was a math equation, we would be looking at that and what it equals is more separation, more division in the relationship. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, and to go even a little bit deeper, you know, before you ever even get into relationships, most people are taught by modeling, right? By role models mm -hmm. to distract from how they feel, not talk about how they feel. So mm -hmm. some people do that in healthier ways with, you know, healthy distractions like, well, quote unquote, those that can't see me, healthy distractions like working out, uh, hiking, all these like, you know, things that take them away or work, right? Diving into work, all these right. things. Some people do it in 
quote unquote, unhealthy ways, right? Drinking, taking drugs, whatever it is, right? Don't feel. Mm -hmm. We're taught to not really talk about our feelings, instead drown them, figure out how to get rid of them. So then we come into relationships and we do that same thing. But now it's with someone else, right? We have other distractions and both people are doing that rather than communicating about how they feel. So then put us, yeah, in a pandemic when no one's communicating, no one's talking about anything, it becomes a lot of bubbling under the surface. Mm -hmm. And some stuff is coming up for people, you know, um, whether they're single and they're feeling just really lonely because now it's like, oh my God, I have to feel these things, right? I don't really have ways to distract, which is like you said, a lot of the mental health aspect is rising. Mm -hmm. um, in relationships, it's same thing. A lot of stuff is bubbling that usually they can figure out a way to get away from and distract. So it is, it's been a tricky situation. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I also like to call it the representative when you're dating. When you first start dating, the representative is showing up and it's the, the best version of yourself with the mask on. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All these things. And, and you're right. And now it's just, uh, now it's like bubbling under the surface in households or, you know, people are like, oh my God, you know, I want to get away. Like I want to get away from my kids. I want to get away from my spouse or my partner, whatever. And, you know, but I think too, you know, I I've said to some of my friends that have um, children, I'm like, it's okay. You, you have to honor how you feel. And I think that that's um, one of the most important things that I've been really um, preaching. Like you hear me talk about a lot on the podcast about about mental health and wellness and being able to openly communicate and you it's okay to feel sad or to feel a certain way about something but just don't let it take up a permanent residence in your in your household or in your mind and i think I, you know i told you guys you know obviously i'm the i'm the way more vocal person in my household i am talking at non-stop and just feelings everywhere blah blah <laughs> and my husband is like the opposite like uh nope mm -mm, nope not gonna talk <laughs> i don't want to talk about that why do you want to talk about that you know and so it's definitely i think this year it's been a lesson for me to try and also understand like how to really meet somebody like where they are mm -hmm. and, and not to push just because i'm comfortable with such and such and talking all the time and getting things out like that is just not who you know who he is, that's not how he was raised, and just trying to like meet in the middle so that that has really helped us to not like, for me not to be, or, or him to be in a place where it's like, I don't want to get away from you. Um, we did have that one month, I will say, early in the pandemic where I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna have to leave this house. <laughs> but I think that just being open to, um, you know, just trying to understand the other person. Like, what what would you guys, I mean, you know, to sort of put you on the spot here, um, would you talk about, like, your communication styles and how, you know, if we can use examples, maybe so people understand, like, both people don't have to be the same in order for it maybe to, to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what you just touched on, I think, is a uh, a great point meeting someone where they're at right stepping mm -hmm. out of self for a little while and how you're feeling to see someone else right what are they struggling with you know and mm -hmm. trying to read them rather than you know instead it's like people get 
um, triggered by them, right? But try to read why they're behaving the way they're behaving, right? If, if we think about ourselves and we go, okay, yeah, there's certain things that make me tick, right? Things that piss me off, things that make me happy, things that, you know, whatever those are, that exists for the other person too. So looking at someone and going, why are they getting so, you know, closed off? Or why are they getting so upset? And taking things down a notch, you know, and really coming to them at the same level, like you said, I think that opens someone up, it brings walls down, right? And it allows them to open up with vulnerability or to honestly tell you, I'm not ready, I'm not in that place right now to talk, right? And then, okay, then you can take another step and go a little bit further of the why, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't they want to talk? Um, or whichever. But I, I, like you said, I think meeting them where they're at is a great starting point. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it's really about that vulnerability and that communication, mm -hmm. right? So I grew up in a, in a house that communication and feelings were not allowed. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty upfront, right? Those were two things that were not allowed to be in my home yeah. uh, as a, as a young man. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I carried those beliefs into my relationships. Right. And so I didn't communicate, right. I was silent, silent and strong. Right. right. And, but what I found out as I did my work is that I was communicating, right? I was, mm -hmm. I was communicating in a very aggressive, nonverbal way, right? Because I would mm -hmm. shut down. Mm -hmm. But moreover, I was communicating with the cage of my mind, with this story mm -hmm. that I was making up because I was piling so much stuff inside of there. Mm -hmm. So once I did my work and, and really found my heart space, right? My, mm -hmm. my empathy and my compassion for me, for myself, it opened up a world of love for me, right? Mm -hmm. That I then could communicate, right? So I tell people, you know, what things won't you, or I ask people, what things won't you stand for in a relationship anymore, right? We all have it. We all have something we won't stand for, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What things won't you stand for from yourself in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Mine was staying silent. I would never stand for that in a relationship from myself again. And so for me, communication and vulnerability even when we don't want to, <laughs> and there are times we don't want to, mm -hmm. but if we're aware, if we're present to our partner, if we're present to ourselves, yeah. if we're present to ourselves in that present moment, then we can feel and see the, the signs, right? They're like, I like to use automotive analogies, right? So if you're mm -hmm. driving your car, and the check engine light comes on, then you check the engine, right? right. If the oil light right. comes on, you check the oil. Mm -hmm. If my spouse's oil light comes on, she's silent in the morning. She's, you can see she's sort of in that thought 
right? There's, mm -hmm. you, we can tell when our partner isn't being present. We can tell when we're not being present. Mm -hmm. And speaking up to that and saying, hey, Nancy, you're a little quiet this morning. What's going on? Mm -hmm. right. I'm either going to get one of two things. I'm going to get nothing or I'm going to get, ah, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this, this thing that I have due to, you know, this work I have due to do today and it's, I'm late and I'm, ah, uh, okay. Right. right? Yeah. We can logistically mm -hmm. talk about that. But if we mm -hmm. don't communicate, if we don't step up and say what's mm -hmm. up, then we lose that. So mm -hmm. really for mm -hmm. me, it's the communication and vulnerability. Yeah. And I think it will, like you said, present with ourselves, like us women, I think even more than men, we get in that place where we, we really want them to ask that, right? We're like, they mm -hmm. should know that oh, I'm, we're mind readers. I'm, I'm slamming exactly. cabinets right now. I'm mad, right? You should ask what's wrong, right? Right. But most of the time they just get like, okay, I'm going to go in the other room because something's about to blow up here, right? Or if you're quiet, they, they, same thing. They get lost in their heads of, oh, mm -hmm. geez. But we know this about ourselves, too. We can tell when we're in that mode of going, oh, if I say this, they're probably going to say that, and I shouldn't bring it up mm -hmm. right now. I should wait till later. And that's the oil light for us. That's mm -hmm. the trigger light for us to go, we don't know how they're going to behave if I say such and such. We don't know how they're going to react, right. right? When we actually step through that and speak what we're fearful of speaking, we get such a big reward in mm. return of them going, I had no idea, right? They, because right. they were in their own heads thinking, oh my God, they're probably going to freak out. And, but mm -hmm. when you come together and you come from the heart space of, I'm really nervous to say this because I think you're going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but this is how I am feeling. They respond with, oh my God, yeah. Like, and it becomes this conversation that has been needing to be had mm -hmm. in most cases and it allows for this opening up and connection that wasn't there before so right. when you continue that it just deepens this connection that is needed you have to have that in relationships to to be connected and feel like i know you better than anyone knows you and you mm -hmm. know me better than anyone knows me mm -hmm. the only mm -hmm. way for that to happen is to share those scary moments and, yes. and I'll just add one thing to that is the way that we communicate as a couple is non-judgmental, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We communicate from a place of love from our heart, right? We don't get caught up in the story of mm -hmm. they should have done this. They should have known that mm -hmm. they should have, they should have. Yeah. It's our responsibility to communicate in a way that our partner hears us that they feel us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that for me is really important as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Scott, before um, you mentioned something that definitely, I think it, it just sort of like was a light bulb for me um, to just talk about more. Um, you talked about empathy. And I know for men, um, like some of my guy friends, uh, my husband, like it's just hard. It's hard for a lot of men to actually be able to put themselves in the place that some of someone else. They don't quite understand, oh, it's not happening to me. I mean, it's just really hard for me. I mean, I don't know. Um, what, what did you do, you know, to become comfortable and to just even be able to 
understand um, how someone else might be feeling because I, I have um, some guy friends that are single and I'm like, you will always be single if you cannot feel compassion or empathy for, you know, if you can't feel it for others, I mean, you definitely are going to have to feel it for your, your partner, or your spouse, because it, it just, that, that's so important. I truly believe that we are all born with the ability to be compassionate and to be empathetic, right? I, I truly believe that that's a human trait. Mm -hmm. If you watch babies, uh, if you watch children, mm -hmm. right? So for me, what happened was it was, it was literally beaten out of me, right? Like I was not allowed to be empathetic or right. And, and mm -hmm. there are many men out there that we grew up with the ideas of a, of an older generation of, you know, this is what a man does not do, right? A man does not cry. A man does not feel. A man does not talk about his emotions. A man is not compassionate, mm -hmm. right? We are logical and structured mm -hmm. and that's it. Yes. Right. So when we carry that definition around and, and this goes for any definition that we put on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We then carry that as a label, right? So right. what I did was I was really fortunate to find mentors who really understood what it was to be a true man, mm -hmm. right? So my definition of what a man was or what a man is today was very different in that, right? Mm -hmm. And as I learned from these amazing people about human behavior and about the way that we really do tick and why we don't have success in these areas, it all comes back to the empathy and the compassion for ourselves. Mm. It's not, it's not only that we can't show it or we're not allowed to show it outwardly. We as men stopped feeling it inwardly. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when we stop caring about ourselves, when we break that cycle of self love, which we all need as humans, right? It's not a man mm -hmm. thing. It's not a woman thing. Right. It's a human thing. Mm -hmm. And when we start to put a cap on that as men in the sense of don't feel, don't feel, don't feel, don't feel, don't feel, all of a sudden in our 30s, 40s, somebody is saying like, hey, if you can't feel, this is going to be over. Mm -hmm. For me, I was lucky enough to meet those mentors and then to have a coach who she really dug into my, my root belief system, right? My core belief systems, beliefs that I didn't even know that I carried around. Hmm. And as I unlocked, as I uncovered those limiting beliefs, I was able to then reframe them from an adult mind, not from a child's mind, who grew up in a house where feelings and love weren't available, mm -hmm. but from an adult mind and see it for what it truly was, not see it from my six-year-old, four-year-old right. self. 
Mm -hmm. Right. When I was able to uncover that, reframe it and give it that new meaning, it changed my life. It changed every relationship that I've, that I have. Mm -hmm. Right. I was able to truly change the negative cycle in my family by raising my son from this mindset, not from that old limiting belief mindset, Mm -hmm. but it took other to get me there. Nobody has ever done anything great by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, a real simple trick, if you will, to just human behavior and understanding people is like you said, like really, if you look at someone and they have no ability to have empathy and understand someone else and like show, you know, sit there and listen to someone, someone has to go on. Mm -hmm. That's because they lack that for themselves. They Mm -hmm. can't do that inside. You know, if there's someone who flips out and gets angry, they're, you know, the manager or the boss or, and that's their way of getting everyone in line Mm -hmm. because they don't have the confidence and security within themselves to be able to do that. So the only way they know is to flip out and yell at everybody, right? (laughs) Right. So if you look at people and instead of get judgmental or offended when these things happen and notice that, oh, that's making me feel a little odd, but turn it around Mm -hmm. and look at them and go, what's struggling with them? Mm -hmm. You can immediately figure out how to work with that person in a way so both people get what you need Mm -hmm. because you can help them to dive into what they need and why they can't communicate and you then get to have what you want in that relationship Mm -hmm. but it 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 becomes really simple when you look at it that way of like what's flashing over there right because it's Mm -hmm. all a distraction whatever's flashing is a distraction from what they truly want to dive into right Nope. Yeah, I, I like, no, I appreciate that. I think that that is very helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think it just sort of goes back to what we just talked about, like where you're trying to meet somebody, where they are and realizing that not everyone, people are still holding on to things in the past and the way that they were raised or what they saw growing up. And not everyone is doing the internal work. So, um, and I think that's been something for me um, even um, as well is just thinking like not everybody is doing the work that I'm doing for myself. Not everybody's going to therapy. Not everyone's getting coached. Um, so where I may be saying sometimes in my head like I don't understand. I mean you could do the same thing. <laughs> you could be doing what I'm doing. But it's also just meeting you know out, meeting them because the same way I took a first step to do something. And yes, it was at the age of 40 something (laughs) 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 Um, where, you know, there, (laughs) there may be people that, you know, um, are, you know, still afraid to take that first step as well. So, I mean, I think that, you know, having um, great guests like you guys and, and just telling and sharing our own stories and our own testimonies, because that's what they become to me. They're like, a testimony to like, we're like, this is where we were. And then this is how we've grown. Um, I hope that we're able to encourage people to take a first step to make a change, no matter what age you are. No, it does not matter. You can always, you can always be um, a better version of yourself. And, and people like Scott and Nancy are here to help you, you know, help you get there. And so I appreciate you guys and your honesty and sharing. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
I truly hope that that we we've added some value to the audience. And and one other small tip that I'd like to share is, you know, when you get to a place in in a, a conversation at work with your with your loved one on a date, whatever, if you hear that little voice creep up and say, "Well, I know how this is going to go. I know mm. X Y Z." Do me a favor, folks. Step through what you know. Right. Step through what you know and see what's on the other side because there's growth and there's love and there's communication and vulnerability. Love that. Um, okay. So now that we're into, you know, we've talked about, I'd like to move into talking about intimacy in um, relationships, like communication, trust, and intimacy. And I know we talked about um, some ways to communicate, but can we move into, can we talk a little bit about real true trust and intimacy and that being the two things, definitely some two things that you need to actually have a deeper um, relationship and, and what are ways people, how can people work to start to build that in relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great uh, topic. You know, for, for me, it's really, it, it comes right back to communication, mm -hmm. right? Well, go ahead for a minute. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm getting a little... Yeah, it, and I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it is. Communication, you know, we have a saying with all of our clients that communication is lubrication, right? Mm -hmm. The only way to have true intimacy is with that communication. And when you think about the beginnings of relationships, right? Because people go, well, I've been in, you know, lust relationships or lust beginnings or flings mm -hmm. that, no, it was totally hot and heavy and passionate. And we didn't really communicate a whole lot. Like it wasn't super deep. But when you think about when the beginning of any relationship, intimate relationship, when you mm -hmm. first start getting with that person, you're sharing all this stuff, right? All these stories that they don't know about you. And like, it's like talking till wee hours of the night and all these things. And you feel like you're really sharing all mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. the, the, the ticker is you're sharing all these things that you've shared with other people, maybe not many, not everybody. So they seem a little intimate. But all this talking's going on, all this communication, and then you're in bed and you're rolling in the sheets, you wake up in the morning, you talk some more, right? It's That's what the beginning of relationships are if you think of every beginning of that you've ever had. Then all of a sudden, we get a little comfortable, right? Or things mm -hmm. have to go deeper because we've talked about everything that we've always talked about. And it's like, well, what are we talking about now, right? Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to that right i'm not gonna tell them about this so then all of a sudden that deep connected communication kind of stops then what happens next the intimacy kind of starts to break away right mm -hmm. so if you can continue that and continue to have the deep conversations but allow yourselves to go into the deeper scary things that you consider scary that communication will continue and before you know it the intimacy lasts within the relationship, whether it's a year, two years, five years, 20 years. But when we bring that communication back into relationships for couples, all of a sudden it's like the beginning of the relationship again for them because mm -hmm. they haven't spoken like that with another or with their partner 
since years ago and they wanted to say all these things but they haven't known they didn't know how well right? and again a lot of them are are were wearing those masks yeah right mm -hmm. like nancy's talking about we only share to a certain level yeah right and yes on the first date on the second date that's all fine mm -hmm. right we're not saying sit down on that first date and just yeah. throw up <laughs> your, your history right <laughs> right there's an evolution to it, but it's, it's allowing for the opportunity to build that trust, mm. to build that communication from the very beginning. Now, if you're in the middle of a relationship, right? If you're 10 years in, you're five years in, you're eight years in, you can still have that, mm -hmm. right? It's about breaking down those walls because like Nancy said, the communication is lubrication. Mm -hmm. When we stop, talking you find there's less sex in the bedroom mm -hmm. right there's less intimacy on the couch mm -hmm. there's less hand holding there's less just the touch right mm -hmm. all of that is very intimate but so is the conversation mm -hmm. right the conversation mm -hmm. builds that intimacy and it builds that trust well and if you can't have those deep conversations then take it a little deeper, no pun intended, everybody, but take it a little <laughs> bit deeper in the sense of you're not going to know what, you're never going to have those conversations about what your partner likes or be able to tell them what you like. And all of that is important conversations. People get a little guarded, like, oh, I don't want to say I, you know, like this or that because they'll think I'm a freak, right? I'll, they'll think mm -hmm. this. But you have to have those conversations. Otherwise, you're not fulfilled or otherwise they're not fulfilled. But if you're not having, if you can't talk about your past, your history, these other things that are nothing compared to that, how will you ever have the conversations about what you like in bed and what I like in bed? That'll mm -hmm. never happen, right? So then you're just kind of, you have this, again, it's that fun, lust, hot passion in the beginning. But then there more needs to develop for the relationships to sustain and stay passionate. Well, and that's the mm -hmm. thing, right? It's, it's about holding on to it for the long run, mm -hmm. right? For, right? For us, for our relationship, it's about the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we work with a lot of couples that can't talk about their bills. If you can't talk about your bills together, yeah. how the heck are you going to talk about what you like in bed? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward four years, five years, mm. and somebody in the relationship cheats. Yeah. And folks ask, why did your relationship end? Oh, so-and-so cheated. The relationship was over long before that because you cheated each other mm -hmm. by not having that communication by not saying, Hey, I like this or that to be able to fulfill each other. Yeah. You lost mm -hmm. interest, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't fulfill each other, whether it's mentally, physically, or in our soul, your partner is going to go somewhere else to find that. Or you're going to go somewhere else <laughs> mm -hmm. to find it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's right. we, we, we crave it. Yeah. We crave that love. Um, and that intimacy and, you know, society and our programs and our caregivers and our parents and everything else that we've been raised with has taken that away from us. Mm -hmm. When we get into a relationship, we've got to be complete already in the self, right? I have to trust myself mm -hmm. to have trust in other. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. I have to be intimate with myself, with my soul, to be able mm-hmm. to be intimate with other. Mm-hmm. And, and so, again, for me, it, it really all comes back to the self and the work that we put in to create new habits, to create uh, new outcomes in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I think, I think that's so key. Everything you guys just said, I absolutely love. Um, but I think you're right. It, it, if you are working on yourself and if you, I think I probably never really thought about it even when you talked about empathy and that sometimes that those people, people that can't show compassion or, or they have trouble with it. I don't want to say they can't at all. Um, but maybe have a problem with being compassionate or being empathetic is because they're not giving that to themselves. And I think a lot of times you just don't think about, I'll say for myself, a lot of times, you know, I'm just like, I don't believe you. How can you not feel for someone else when it's so easy for me? Like, I mean, I like (laughs) everything. I'm like, oh my God, I know how you feel, even though it hasn't happened to me, but my heart just, you know, my heart breaks for you know, things when they happen to people. And, but realizing that if you're not showing self-compassion or self-love to yourself and you're not giving yourself a break, you definitely can't give someone else that same, um, you can't understand what they might be going through. Well, and they can't give to you mm-hmm. what you want, right? So what we find right. is we... You know, we work with with a lot of folks who are they. I can't find the relationship. I can't keep the relationship I want. I can't find it. I can't hold on to it. But when we start to do that deep dive, what we find out is they don't have a relationship with themselves mm-hmm. in all of the areas. Right? At, you know, we hear a lot like, "Oh, when I meet them, they'll make me happy. When I'm with them, they'll complete me." Yeah. We must be complete to compliment somebody, yeah. right? We cannot look for our happiness to come from someone else. Mm-hmm. It's gotta come from within. And yeah. Yeah. my heart was so guarded. Mm-hmm. It was in such a concrete box that there was no way I could feel empathy. There was no way I could feel compassion mm-hmm. because I didn't have it for myself. I didn't forgive myself for things. So how could I forgive other? Or how could I expect someone to love me a hundred percent when I didn't love me a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Really just letting go of that hope and wishing, you know, I think a lot of people do that Mm -hmm. in relationships where it's like, I just hope this gets better. Right. I hope I figure, I Mm -hmm. hope they start opening up to me. I hope this, I hope that. And we don't do that in any other area of our life. If if we're, if we want to figure out how to, become a bodybuilder or become successful in our business or any of these things, we go find a strategy and someone to follow that has been there before, right? And when you look at humans, most of them are not taught how to have great relationships, right? Most people Mm -hmm. come from really dysfunctional households where there wasn't a solid relationship to follow. So when that's happening in your relationships, instead of sitting there and hope and wishing that this would happen for you, start taking action and going and finding the people that can give you that, that can teach you how to communicate, how to get Mm -hmm. someone to open up, how to get you the love that you want. How to build a strategy to keep the relationship uh, Mm -hmm. of your dreams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. And while we're talking, now that we're talking about finding those people, um, can you guys talk about um, your programs and, you know, what you offer to any individual or couple that may be looking for um, help? Yeah, we, we offer a lot of different things. The, the unique part of our program is that it is specifically designed for each person. Mm -hmm. um, so even though we have, you know, recorded modules and we have exercises, it's all related back to each individual with their own program or each couple with their own program. Mm -hmm. um, because look, we're all different. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're all the same, but we're all different. Mm -hmm. And we have all had different experiences mm -hmm. that we carry throughout our lives. So it's not like a, a one size fits all program. And, and like I said, we have many programs, but most of them, we get folks on the path to really having that unshakable self-love to really being on the path to that, that true relationship with self um, within 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And, and we have really unique ways of doing that. Yeah. You know, we, have the what we call adventure therapy right and what that is is a lot of people teach a lot of coaches teach the the transformation of your mindset right you need to have a mindset shift to mm -hmm. start thinking differently to start behaving differently and then have different outcomes but what happens on that train is it jumps on this roller coaster ride and it's up and down you have some success and then you come back to your old ways you have some success come back to your old ways mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because our physiology our body our muscle memory holds on and keeps score of every experience we've had most people have years of feeling you know no empathy not allowed to show emotion depression sadness whatever that is for the person mm -hmm. if they felt that for a series of years well then when they have success their muscle memory their body is going to kick in at some point and go um we're supposed to be sad and lonely mm -hmm. right now what are you doing right and tear you back down so what we do is adventure therapy and we bring that into people's homes into their backyards right into their house or take them on trips, right? We have different ways of doing it, but we tie in that physiology shift to the mindset shift so they have transformational long lasting change. We don't want you to have to keep on, you know, this roller coaster ride for years to come. We want to cut that, right? We wanna mm -hmm. cut that short and have you have that change and then have it be long lasting. So you're not up and down, up and down. It's really, yeah. Uh, an entire lifestyle change, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. It's really to get folks on that path to where they want to be without backing up, right? Without tripping over what's behind mm -hmm. them and really continuing that forward motion, it becomes a practice, right? What we mm -hmm. teach in that 12 weeks becomes a practice, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's something that needs to be repeated, needs to be practiced to keep up. Um, but it's very different than your traditional therapy, if you will, mm -hmm. where we don't, you know, we, we deal with the presenting problem a little bit, but we really dive into the roots, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we really, you know, we get rid of the weeds, we, we, we get the garden growing healthy and strong, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you go tend to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Where in therapy, they want to keep tending to you for years. We yeah. we want to 
get you through in 12 mm-hmm. weeks and get you on the life that you really want mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the way that you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that, that actually sounds really exciting. It sounds like an adventure. <laughs> it is. Life it is. is an adventure, it right? Is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, well, and, you know, for some people, the adventure really does start the minute they reach out. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, for so many of us, it's so hard to ask for help, mm-hmm. to yeah. say, look, uh, I've had failed relationship after failed relationship. And, you know, I don't know why I can't find the how to hold on to that. Yeah. It's so hard for us to just reach out and ask for help. So for a lot of folks, that's the first step out of that comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Which yep. is adventure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is adventure. So, you know, the adventure doesn't have to be, um, repelling, where am I? <laughs> repelling down a waterfall, uh, you know, or playing with monkeys in a jungle. It can simply be reaching out to make, have that call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and speaking of reaching out, how can the audience find you or contact you? Yeah, you can, um, basically just Google Scott and Nancy Kiesling and all of our links will come up, um, whether it's Facebook, our website, um, you know, our YouTube testimonials, any of those kinds of ways. Um, obviously on our website and Facebook, you can directly message us and uh, reach out and just say you want to get to know us better. Yeah. Scott and Nancy Kiesling.com mm-hmm. uh, is our website. And, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, gosh, this has been a great conversation. I knew knew it was going to be because we had a great conversation before um, getting together again. But this was, I think, some very powerful information for individuals, for couples, anyone looking for love, anyone already in love in a relationship. I think this is so helpful. And what you guys do is uh, amazing. And so I thank you for taking the time out of your day and joining me for this discussion. Um, And I wish you guys so much um, success. And since we're ending almost at the end of 2020, you know, a blessed and prosperous 2021 for you guys. Thank Uh, you so much. And really, thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, And again, we don't know. We don't know until we know it, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So you know, don't be hard on yourselves and, uh, and take the leap, right? Take the leap into Mm -hmm. finding out what creates your patterns so that you can have different outcomes in your life. Yeah. We are only challenge, right? Pointing at ourselves, looking in the mirror. Once you, uh, tackle that one, you can do anything. So. (laughs) Awesome. That is so true. Well, stay tuned, everybody. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra. Thank you again to Scott and Nancy for joining me today for a great conversation and also for sharing some awesome tips to help you strengthen your relationship. If you'd like to learn more about Scott and Nancy and their programs, you can visit their website at scottandnancykiesling.com. Also, if you want to learn more about Glow Up Girl, you can head over to glowupgirl.com. Also there, you can find all of our social media handles and you can follow us from there as well. If you are listening to us and you want to watch us, you can head over to YouTube and find us under Glow Up Girl, where you can watch this episode as well as previous episodes. Thank you again for 
taking the time out of your day to listen and to support the Glow Up Girl podcast. I really, really, really appreciate all of you. Before I go, I'd like to leave you as always with a little glowspiration. Today's quote comes from, I hope I don't butcher this, but Osho. Intimacy is a total different dimension. It is allowing the other to come into you to see you as you see yourself. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone.